welcome to a toast to rom-coms where we combine romantic comedies with booze. Booyah! Could there be a better combination of two things? <sighs> I don't know. I was going to say like have a naked man hair, but I would just be uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't want a dick in my face while I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, anyway, <laughs> this is Allison. I'm Marie, and today we are going to talk about and analyze a romantic comedy that I have seen, but Allison has not. And it is a 1980s classic. Um, you know it. If you don't, you should. You love it. If you don't, you should. <laughs> Working Girl. Oh, so good. Melanie Griffith, Sigourney Weaver, Harrison Ford, just great, iconic, all of them. Yeah, it was a very stacked cast. Mm-hmm, for sure. So you basically did my job for me. I'm Thanks. sorry. I'm just so excited. <laughs> I hope it was the 1980s and not 1990. It's 88. Okay, great. Um, Yes, 1988. You got the cast, except I'll tack on Alec Baldwin and Joan Cusack. Mm-hmm. Um, and directed by Mike Nichols, written by Kevin Wade. And there is like besides those main characters, you had like a couple like not like almost cameos, but before they were famous, <laughs> they're not cameos like Kevin Spacey, mm-hmm. Oliver Platt. Although nobody likes Kevin Spacey right now still. No, but he's still famous. Right, right. Um, and how, how ironic, right? Who? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Um, and then I don't know who Orrin Trask was, but you do. He's in a shit ton of stuff. I just don't know his name. Oh, Philip Bosco. Okay. Yeah. But he, like you said, he's in a shit ton of stuff. So when you see his face, you're like, oh, that guy. As soon as I saw him, I was like, I know this guy. Where is he from? And I started looking and I was like, oh, three men and a baby. Mm-hmm. Like, I basically grew up with this man. Yeah. Um, Money Pit, which I've never seen all the way through. <gasps> oh, so good. We'll have to do that. Yeah. It'd be our first Tom Hanks movie. How crazy. No, it would not be our first Tom Hanks movie. Second? Second. Yeah. Because yeah. we did Splash. I think that's the only one. Yeah. But how great. It was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, so Working Girl, the cocktail for this one, and I did look up a bunch of stuff like imposter, fraud, fake, poser, but I settled on something called the Harrison Ford because he's the highlight of this movie. Oh, yes. He is the highlight of this movie. You, What movie is he in where he's not the highlight of it? Really? I don't know. Yeah. I was talking to Bernard about it. I was like, oh, you're going to watch it with me. He's like, no, I'm not watching it with you. I was like, but it's 1980s Harrison Ford. He's like, is he wearing a hat going on archaeological (laughs) digs? It's like, no. Is he wearing a leather vest with a laser gun or whatever word he is? No, I'm not watching it. Wow. Yeah. What about like the fugitive? Classic. Oh, he also brought that up. Is he being chased by <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones <laughs> because he was broadly accused of crime? Not watching it. But I got him back because I had told him there were nipples twice in this and he missed it. Yeah. I oh, know. Although he did see No, there were boobs three times. There were boobs three times, but he missed he missed two of the three times, but he did see the pubes. 
I don't remember. <gasps> you messed the pubes in this? Whose pubes? Doreen's. There was a... F- yeah. I think I was too busy looking at her boobs and Alec Baldwin's face. No, Werner was like, you can see Bush in there. And I was like, no, you can't. So we rewound it. <laughs> we paused it. And he pointed it out to me. And it's true. You can see it. <laughs> wow. Investigation skills at its finest. That's right. It's kind of like a knocked up where they have that website. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't even remember what it's called. But I'm pretty sure it's Mr. Skin in real life or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so... The drink. The drink. Sorry. The Harrison Ford. The I Harrison got really Ford. excited about pubes. Yes. <laughs> As we all do. It's a big drink and it's heavy, folks. Um, It's one and a half ounce coffee liqueur, three ounces of Irish cream, and two and a quarter ounces of vodka. I could really smell it when I was carrying these down. I was like, okay, let's see what varnish do I have to strip off today? Because I'm sure I could use this. <laughs> it. I mean, I thought it smelled delicious, but I don't know. We'll see. You're not a. You're more gin than vodka. The vo- I'm cool with vodka. I'm just not a huge fan of like dessert drinks, which is what I would consider this to be. See, I think the two and a quarter ounces vodka will thin this out nicely, so you won't yeah. be as thick. I don't believe you, but let's drink this bitch. Mm, cheers. Cheers. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, that's I like it. Actually, pretty darn smooth. Mm-hmm. I don't. Oops. Ooh, that, that, that gotta watch that tipping. It almost spilled. It's very full. Yeah. I think it's like I said, it's big. Yeah. So I might half the recipe if it was like a weeknight or if I just wanted to drink while I was watching TV. Here's my question, though. It might be might be a dumb question, but I genuinely not sure. Does coffee liqueur have like caffeine in it? Sometimes I think because we used Kahlua. We use Kahlua. Correct. Now we also have the Wiggle coffee liqueur up there, but I used this. I didn't like the Wiggle coffee liqueur whenever we used it last time. I thought with the vodka, the drink would be too strong with it. So yeah. that's why I went with the Kahlua. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can definitely see drinking a couple of these with no problem. Now, here's the question. Why name this the Harrison Ford? Does he keep you up all night? <laughs> baby um i don't know is he strong because this is strong i'm reaching now don't worry i had another really off color one. Oh wait now you have to say it i love off color jokes <laughs> well look at the color is it <laughs> is it the color, I don't know. The color <laughs> of his penis yeah. is that what you're going to say that's where i was going it's it's so not funny is his penis the color of chocolate milk (laughs) (laughs) oh boy i'm keeping that in people have to know Uh, (laughs) so let me summarize this movie oh here we go 
Wait, oh, is this an explanation of why? Yes, Wait, what I'm, website did you get this off I'm of? looking at thedailymeal.com, but it's not just on there. It's on many different websites, okay. and it's the same recipe. Okay. So I don't know if they, it originated with this or what. It says, the coffee cocktail will give you a burst of energy, allowing you to watch the entire series, the Star Wars series, in oh. one sitting. Oh, you know, I've always wanted to do that, but I've never done it. Not like all of them, but like... The original three. Yeah, four, five, six. Yeah. Although I do love The Force Awakens. Which I, one's that? That's the one with o- older Harrison Ford. Oh. And Ray and Finn. Like the first of the new ones was really good. It was. I we Bernard and I still haven't watched the third one. And I kind of don't want to because... I think it pandered to like a lot of the diehard fans and it had a lot of like cheer moments and like callbacks to the originals, which I appreciated, but a lot of people didn't care for it. So did you like it? I think it was better than the the, second one. Yeah. Now here's another question for you. Yes. Did you watch the new Mando yet? Oh no, we can't talk I about know. it. And I can't watch it while I'm hanging out with you either because James will kill me because he hasn't watched it either. We both had very busy weekends. Okay. So no Mando talk. <sighs> no. It's so interesting though that I want like I want to talk about it when you watch it. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, it's yeah. You learn some stuff. It's wonderful to be excited for Star Wars again. It it is. I but I don't know if I consider it Star like I know it's the Star Wars universe, but to me it's not directly Star Wars cuz it's completely different people. Except for one person. Spoiler the, alert, don't say anything. The one person we saw last episode? Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. But we don't know how big of a part that's going to play just yet. Yeah. But let me summarize this. It will play a part. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I do think that this is a movie where Working Girl can summarize the movie. I disagree. Well, so this movie is about a woman who is very, very smart, but she's kind of working. She's starting at nothing and she's having a really hard time breaking that glass ceiling and getting into the business world. Um and she has wonderful wonderful ideas. She has a new boss that she's kind of feeding these ideas to. And her boss is very encouraging. But then her boss steals her idea, takes Gasp. it. I was shocked. Uh, boss takes her idea for her own, doesn't isn't going to give her any credit. Um, and then tess finds out about this and decides to go above her boss's head and just keep it as her own and pretends to be like a big executive to get this done and then she meets jack trainer who helps her develop this plan and pitch it and get the deal Mm -hmm. but you know she's faking to be like faking being a big executive and you know that's going to blow up in everybody's face as lying tends to do every time you lie in a rom-com guys it comes back to bite you it's like the biggest life lesson of rom-coms just don't lie everyone finds out whenever it's jizzing in your pants (laughs) whenever it's lying about your job status you just don't do it 
I know it's happened so many times in the movies we watched, but for the life of me, I cannot think of any other things except for the jizz in the pants and <laughs> your working status. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we don't have time to think about it, though. It's okay. No, we don't. Um, so I have to know, did you enjoy the movie? I did, but I will tell you, I thought it was slow until Harrison Ford came in. That's fair. That's fair. So, like, once they went to that cocktail party. Yes, and I was, like, all in at that point. Okay. But I did. I thought the beginning was a little bit slow. Thank God she had a transformation. Oh, Allison, I like took so many notes on loving the 80s hair and, and makeup just because it's so crazy. It's so crazy. I I just couldn't get over the hair. Her hair at the beginning, how tall her bangs were, the crimping. It's like the curl and the teasing in the front combined with not just the crimping in the back, but like a brushed out crimp. So it's yeah. just frizzy. Like. It- almost looked like a mullet it's flat frizzy though it's not even poofy it was just like straight back frizz it was bizarre but joan cusack's makeup colors oh perfection like teal and maroon who would have thought they went together Mm, the guess because they don't (laughs) because they don't i just like my first page is just over and over, I can't get over the hair. Can't get over the hair. That much hairspray can't be good for your hair. It's almost a mullet. Well, it's so high. I was <laughs> I was reading some of the, like, I read one article, okay, outside of the IMDb facts. And it mentioned that, like, you know, it opens up on the ferry, right? Mm-hmm. So the makeup artist was, like, would talk to Joan Cusack and be like, okay, so the ferry ride's 20 minutes, so your hair has to be done for 20 minutes because that's like a legit amount of time you would have to get it done in order to get to your place of work. And then they did something, I think it said in the interview, or Joan Cusack said it in the interview, they like bleached her ends to make them fried so it would realistically look like she had been torturing her hair this much. And she, I mean, she didn't hate it. She was like, it was brilliant by them to make yeah. you believe the character. Oh, my God. So basically after this movie, like, you have to get a haircut. <laughs> you have to shave your yeah. head <laughs> to get your hair healthy again. Ugh, I just can't imagine, like, the detox you need to get all of that hairspray and product out at the end of the shift. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, I love it. it I was obviously too young to do any of this stuff and like mom she had like the perm but she never did any of this like crazy bang stuff yeah like all of her pictures it doesn't look like I didn't think Sigourney Weaver's character looked crazy 80s I thought she looked very put together Mm -hmm. and very classy Mm -hmm. and that's how I always felt about mom like yeah she had a perm and it was kind of it was par for the time, mm-hmm. but looking back on it, it's like mm, not your best look. Yeah, but it wasn't wild. Yeah, so yeah, that's a good point about Sigourney Weaver. But I think that was also to showcase to showcase their different upbringings, like Melanie Griffith growing up 
probably not wealthy. Like she has to take the ferry in, whereas Sigourney Weaver is living in the city. Right. Did you pick up like I had to rewind it and look again, but that portrait of Sigourney Weaver and the her Andy parents. Wharf. Oh no! On her desk at work, there was a family portrait of Sigourney Weaver and her parents, and it was like. It looked like a presidential portrait. Like she had her arms like on someone's shoulders and they were very put together. And I thought it just showed you that she had that support and she had the pull behind her to get where she was, whereas Melanie Griffith didn't. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, you can see right off the bat the difference in the ladies with the looks. Like Melanie Griffith's look. Whenever... She so she gets her new boss, Catherine, because she was pretty much demoralized from her other boss. There was sexist behavior. Again, I feel like that's a huge 80s thing. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I'm sure it's still happening now, but I can't imagine how bad it was back then. Mm -hmm. Every single woman was a secretary except for Sigourney Weaver Mm -hmm. or an assistant or something. But that sexist behavior drove her to rightfully say that her boss had uh it was a pimp and had a little dick Mm -hmm. i mean that's not what you do no i and i was surprised at that and i thought that was my first unbelievability that she's so focused on getting ahead is she really gonna do that and jeopardize her career future by having that black mark on her record but i got the feeling that that's not the first time that that boss had done that I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised at that, but I got the, I was more in in tune with the feeling that Melanie Griffith has pulled that kind of shit before based on, I don't know if it was a headhunter or like a placement service Mm -hmm. or something. Mm -hmm. Cause that was her like third strike kind of. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think she's very much inspired by Catherine. Mm hmm. And Catherine really did like she had me fooled at first because I'd I'd never seen this movie. And I said, honestly, I don't get bad vibes from Catherine. She seems very fair, even though she seems very pompous. But I like what she said about dressing. Um, I can't remember the exact quote, but like dressing to notice the one like the woman. Or like the worker, not the not the woman. Yeah. Like kinda like dress for the job you want. Yeah. Kinda. And then whenever Tess went, removed all of that chintzy jewelry and like t- took off like a bunch of her makeup, she looked instantly better. Oh, absolutely. Less yeah. is more. I've always felt that way. Less is more. Well, you gotta learn like you have to dress in an appropriate manner for where you're working and the way that Tess was dressing wasn't appropriate for an executive not at all so i she probably did need to hear that Mm -hmm. um and even though it seemed like she was hurt by it it helped but she did ask the question she did she did so at that point i was totally fine with Catherine. okay did you believe that she was 30 no did you catch that whole like it's the it's the yeah. first time like I've watched this movie so much, but it, one it was always edited, mm. and two like some of it not. 
I didn't, you know, it's the bits and pieces watch. So I wouldn't have gotten all of it. So this was the first time I actually like heard that entire exchange about being 30 and if that would be a problem. But Sigourney Weaver was 39 when she filmed that part. My age right now. You don't look a day over 30. Thank you. Whenever you came to visit me at work, everybody thought you were younger than me. So that's not fair because you had a face mask on. So did you. As did I. (laughs) (laughs) Um. my, I guess that was my first unbelievability, but I think my second, and then, I don't know if this has to do with like the unprofessionalism. I don't know if that's a word, but all of those other ladies coming up to her with balloons and singing happy birthday very publicly in that space for Tessa's birthday. Like when she was at her first job? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seemed like that was, a, was it? I w- I thought it was like a stock market setting to me. That's what it looked like too. But I don't think she ever moved buildings. Like that was like the idea I got that she was just kind of moving from floor to floor. I don't know. Because it was such a huge, like I'm sure that you read in the facts that it was like the World Trade Center. Mm-hmm. So I just got the fact that maybe it was like different businesses or like parts of the business on each I see what you're saying and that would that would explain why she's going back to the same person to get placed if it's all in one building um but yeah I could I could understand that first unbelievability especially if it's a stark market situation those people are going to be so high strung they're not going to want to hear people singing happy birthday right and again it goes against like if she wants to be taken seriously she has to act a certain way yeah um I go back like and again I go I said about the typing that sentence about the guy I thought that was unbelievable but past that my next unbelievable ability is when she is in Catherine's apartment my next unbelievability is a little sooner okay and maybe this is my naivete but I my next unbelievability was snorting coke in front of a stranger I don't think so. I think that's, okay. yeah, I think that's believable back then. And we don't know what her boss said to Kevin Spacey's character. Like, it seemed like he thought she was almost like a prostitute, like, or at least willing to sleep her way to the top. Yeah. Okay. So fair, fair point. But when she, like Catherine goes skiing. So this all comes about cause Catherine goes skiing and leaves task i guess in charge but like of everything her house and i don't know if this is believable like her house her garbage letting in her cleaning woman like this goes way above and beyond a secretary's like job well at the end when Catherine comes back she like prepped her for sex (laughs) like what (laughs) she's like in the bed like covering up her cast and like helping her with her lingerie and stuff like yeah no that goes out of the job description absolutely Uh, but again like i don't i don't know unless you're paying extra like if you're like hey i'll give you another hundred dollars if you let my cleaning lady in but then it turns out i guess tess ends up like living at her place it seems like Yes. I thought that was unbelievable. Uh, my unbelievability was like when she first gets to Catherine's apartment, she's trying on her perfume and makeup. Yes. Like 
I didn't think that anyone would do that. And then when Joan Cusack comes over, she starts trying on her makeup and everything. Like, do you think that's noticeable to someone? I'll tell you what is noticeable. Taking somebody's fucking Valium out of their prescription bottle. Maybe not at that time because it wasn't as regulated Everyone's or whatever. Everyone's on Valium. And then the whole, I really should have checked the milligrams. You live and you learn. <laughs> Did you catch that? Yes. I was like, what? <laughs> and the, how, like, okay. I'm trying to think. My question was. Catherine turns down her idea, right? In retrospect, it's because she wants to steal her idea. Mm -hmm. Then she catches Alec Baldwin, her boyfriend at the time, in bed with Doreen. (sighs) My question was, did she go temporarily insane? And that's why she's like acting like someone else. Is she out of her right head? Because there's just so much stress on her. She's like, I'm doing this, bitch. I think there is some merit to that. I think she finally is like, I'm not getting pushed down anymore. Like, I'm going to step up. I'm going to do things my way. And I just deserve this right now. Because I was also wondering, when she discovers Alec Baldwin cheating on her, like, whose apartment is that? I had no idea. He was such a sleaze. Like, Like, he's super hot in Beetlejuice, which is around the same time. But... In this, he just looked like exactly what she said he was, a snake. Yeah. And originally, they want him to play Jack. I'm so glad that they didn't. Yeah. Different movie. Different movie, but is that just how good Alec Baldwin is? Because you just said Beetlejuice is around the same time. I don't know. I don't know Good character actor. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Sorry, Maxwell's just... I was just going to ask you if he's caught on a wire, but he's okay. No, he's just being himself. (laughs) Um, The other one's good. The other one still hasn't stood up and knocked over the table. It's coming. (laughs) So, yeah. Like, was she kind of insane to to do all of this stuff? Because how do you think you're getting away with this? Catherine said she was going to be away for a couple weeks with her broken leg. Is that really enough time to broker this deal, which is like way more involved than I ever thought it would be? Yeah, I don't know. I really don't. I can't answer that question. I liked that she took control of her life. I did too. Something needed to change. Nothing was working. But I did say she's taking control. This is going to blow up in her face. Mm Mm-hmm. I think the first sign of that was one, the volume, but then two, all those tequila shots on top of the volume. Oh my God. Ugh. I retched whenever I was watching that scene. <laughs> no. I got like physically ill just from watching them doing that. Who, like, so she's 30. I would say he's a little bit older than 30. I would say probably like 40. Yeah. But who is an adult doing tequila shots at a business, like, cocktail party? What did he say? Like, lust and... Lust and something. Lust and tequila? Was that what it was? I don't remember. He had some fucking terrible lines, though. 
I I just get stuck in. I have a head for business and a bod for sin. <laughs> oh, cringe, cringe. I loved that dress though. I would wear oh. that dress today. It had the tags on it, and she took the tags off and wore it, and then dry cleaned it and put it back back in the closet because no one's gonna notice that. I would notice if the tags were off for sure. Absolutely, a six thousand dollar dress. Did that dress looks like it did did it look like it was worth six thousand dollars? Absolutely not. No. It did not. I mean it was a great dress for the eighties. <laughs> I would say like two fifty max. Uh yeah, definitely not six thousand dollars. Ooh, can we back up a second? Let's do it. Mick, whenever he was caught with Doreen, this isn't what it looks like. Um Okay, go fuck yourself. Yes. You're naked. She's naked. You're literally in her. <laughs> I think it's exactly what it looks like. And Doreen did not seem that upset to be caught. She was more like, mm, what are you going to do about it? I'm here. Yeah. She knew what she was doing. This was not a one-time thing. Oh, no. It had clearly been happening for a while mm-hmm. i thought you were close i thought that harrison ford's bed was super tiny yeah i agree okay not that that's unbelievable because i it's new york yeah shit's expensive but then he, and i guess i i go back to Catherine here like look at her place and what she had like she clearly comes from a wealthier family yes he was I didn't picture him as like a rich like executive. Like I think he's still like trying to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your next unbelievability? I go like my biggest unbelievable. My biggest unbelievability is next. Okay, and this I kind of like carried it throughout the rest of the movie after Alec Baldwin and Doreen got caught. Okay. Cynthia keeps bugging her to get back together with Mick. You're her best friend and she caught him fucking another girl and you're saying get back together with him? What is wrong with you? She was pissed about rejecting hit like the proposal. Like Cynthia was mad at Tess and I was like you are a terrible friend. Your best friend saying go easy on him. What? He's fucking someone else. Absolutely not. And even at the engagement party, I thought Tess was way nicer to him than she should have been. Yes. Like the, I don't know if it was a sign of the times, like you're expected to do this because you're a woman and therefore boys will be boys. What can you do? Blah, blah, blah. But nowadays you kick his ass to the curb and you do not even look back. And I will go a step further and say I would have expected my best friend to kick him out of the wedding. Yes. Yes, me too. I would have been pissed if he was there. Okay, good. I'm glad we're on the same page with that. Same page. And I really liked her line, I'm not a steak. You can't just order me. Mm-hmm. I liked that a lot. Well, how about when... <laughs> She first gets there and he asks her about her new look and she goes, I sort of got a promotion. But did you? (laughs) But you didn't. (laughs) But you didn't. And for him to expect her to say yes to his proposal 
and he thinks he's being mistreated. So unreal. You were sleeping with someone else in her bed, like in your bed. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Mm -hmm. I think I just have one more unbelievability. Okay. Tess wearing white to that wedding. I had that down. Absolutely. I mean, she looks great, Mm -hmm. but you just don't do that. Mm -hmm. Never. Do you think you could have just walked into the wedding like that? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't find that unbelievable. I was wondering, just because, like, it's a higher society wedding, I didn't know. Like, do you ever have to show your invites to get into a wedding? Like, I never have. But, like, yeah, I think it would be very easy. Mm Mm-hmm. I do because a lot of the times like you grab your place card and it's where your table is or like, you know, you just go to a table number and you just sit down. Okay. Especially if you're coming late, there's always like a couple last minute people who just don't show. Like just take those last minute place cards and like just go sit down. I don't know. That makes sense to me. Yeah. So I think it would be really easy to like wedding crash. I have uh, just a couple more. Okay. Just a couple. Just a couple. Um, The. Catherine's having a party in the hospital in her negligee. Ooh, yeah, that's weird. What? Are the all these doctors and nurses going to be drinking? Like, is it that free in the 80s that they can do this? I don't know, because I don't think they were allowed to smoke in the hospitals at that time. Like, I think it was past that point. Yeah. So, I don't know. I that's, thought that was weird. Yeah. Uh, Melanie Griffith vacuuming in high heels and her lacy underwear boobs swinging free. That's got to not be comfortable. But I did see in that article that she said that's like she wouldn't get dressed to vacuum. So that's how she would vacuum. Like, but your high heels are on. <laughs> like, I would find it more believable if you just kicked off the high heels. Yeah. Yeah. Underwear. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no like windows and nobody's peeping in at you. Yeah. But to keep the high heels on. I know. Yeah. So weird. And then finally... At the end, when her and Harrison Ford are having breakfast together, you see them hurrying through everything, hurrying up through everything, right? To eat breakfast and get ready to go to work. But in the foreground, there is half of an orange on a manual juicer. Like, look at them hurrying. And there's evidence <laughs> that they, like, went and made fresh squeezed orange juice. That's really funny. I did not pick up on that. That is a wonderful detail. But no, no. No one is doing that before work on like a Monday morning. Absolutely not. (laughs) Unless you're getting up like at five in the morning or whatever. (laughs) So, yeah. And that's all I have for unbelievability. Okay. Yeah. I Like I said, I think I'm done. I did take a lot of notes, but I was also trying to be legible. So I skipped a lot of lines. I like your new notebook. That's nice. Uh, It says celebrating... The champion in you. It's from job. But he like it's from James's job. Damn it. Uh his job sends him like a lot of like little gifts. Like it's it's just Did something happen that they're champions? No. Okay, I was just wondering. I don't think so. But he got like a really nice Yeti coffee mug. He got like a fitness thing at the beginning of COVID to be like, hey, you know, at home health is important. He has like all these exercise bands. and That's like, hilarious considering he was working at home before that happened. <laughs> yeah, that's that's <laughs> true. But these are like all of the employees and like a lot of employees are going into the office. Okay. Still. Um, 
But yeah, it's nice. It came with a pen, but I have these fun little, um, I'm pretty sure they're like Korean cat pens. Oh. Because okay. it has a little cat that looks like Minerva on it. Oh, I can't see it from here. I'll have to see it when I, oh, it's coming over. We're lounging in some lounge chairs today. Oh, yeah, that is cute. Yeah. The cat story. A good luck, luck wish for you. Where'd you get that? Amazon. Oh, you ordered them yourself? I sure did. I got like six pens for like $5 and they're really good quality too. Nice job. Thanks. It was supposed to be Christmas presents for like people, like little like, I'll like wrap this up in a bow with like the other gifts and I was so like. So crafty. Maybe I'll still do that, but I just really like them. <laughs> hey. I told you why I got that fancy bath bow <laughs> to see if you should get it for. Wait, so do you like using it? I used it once. Um, What's the brand? Do I don't you know? know. It starts with an L. It was on like Oprah's best gift list. Okay. I just for like years running. Can't imagine. Lolia, maybe? You can't imagine why bath foam would come in a wine bottle with a legit fucking cork. Yeah. I don't know. Like it took me like seven minutes to open it. I've never opened up like a wine cork before. You sent me a whole Snapchat progression, and I don't know if I responded to it, but I was dying because I think I finally saw it at like two in the morning or something, and that's why I didn't respond. But it was hilarious. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, why can't I figure this out? I'm forty almost. You need to get a better wine o- opener. I mean, I guess you don't drink wine, right. so it's not a problem, right?" But there's that it's called the rabbit where there's like a there's like a rung that you put put it on and like use that as leverage. And then the more you get it out, it switches to a different rung. So then it's easier to get it all the way out. I don't know if you noticed in the progression, but I switched openers like halfway through. I did not notice that. Yeah, because the opener you ended on looked terrible. Well, I couldn't figure out. I couldn't figure out how to do it with the fancier opener. So then I went to a more manual one and I was able to get it out with that. Okay. You'll have to show me the original opener. Yeah. And see. Um, what are we on? We are on obstacles to them being together. Well, lying. It's a big one, guys. Lying, not just like lying like, oh, I like your shoes. But you lied about who you are as a person. The only thing she didn't lie about was, like, her name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, lied about her office, took Catherine's clothes, which is hilarious because could two more body types exist? Like, more different body types. Because Melanie Griffith seems very petite. Yes. And Sigourney Weaver seems very tall. Right. So. And Sigourney Weaver is definitely more athletically built mm-hmm. than Melanie Griffith. Mm-hmm. But yet she was able to fit into like the cocktail dress and yeah, shoes. Something was just flying past the window because it's very windy outside. Whenever I was driving here, there were all these warning signs on the highway like Sunday a.m. high winds warning. I don't know what the hell it was, but maybe it was it, rather large. Maybe it was a squirrel. How many squirrels did you see outside as you were waiting to come in the house? Like three. Okay. Just three. That's not bad. No. So yeah, lying a whole like identity theft. Not It's not identity theft because she's not stealing someone else's identity, but she's definitely not 
who she says she is. I don't know. It really bothers me. And maybe it's from like being in college and having people use my stuff without permission, like whenever we were living together. But like seeing her use her beauty products and exercise machine that didn't bother me. The beauty products, the clothes, the Valium, like that bothered me. Mm. Like, just don't do that. I feel like that's a really big dick move. It is. It's stealing. Mm-hmm. And it, when I first watched it, like, actually, like, every time I've watched it except this time, I thought that she was listening to that tape recorder as part of her directions. But I don't think it was part of her directions. She was just listening to it. Yeah. I think she was just trying to be her. Yeah. Like figure out how to act Mm -hmm. in order to get her job. Mm -hmm. Because that's how she found out that she was a big bitch. Yes. And that was, I was very shocked. I like, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Her, Catherine stealing her idea. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, she seems pompous. She seems like a know-it-all and like uh, holier than thou, but doesn't seem like a snake. Uh-huh. So. Hey, it's just business. It is yeah, so the whole lying about your identity. I can't even call Catherine an obstacle because Jack was going to break up with her. Yes, rightfully so. <laughs> that proposal. <laughs> would we call that her proposal hey i have been hearing a little sound inside of me tick tock tick tock not sexy no it's my biological clock she fucking just came out and said it's my biological clock it's time no one no guy wants to hear that (laughs) (laughs) further degrees if i had a uterus that would terrify him (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh my god that was the worst proposition for marriage ever. And the fact that Catherine was so blind to the fact that a guy wouldn't want to be with her. Because if you think back to before she left on the skiing vacation, she said to Jack or to Tess, she was like, he's going to pop the question. It's, it's going to happen. Yeah. I know this is where we're going. She was just so out of sync with him. And whenever they had the interaction, it didn't even look like they meshed. Mm-mm. And I mean, granted, it's probably not supposed to, but like he, she was like, I love you. And I, it was very clear that that was the first time that she had ever said that. Yeah. Like, yeah. what are you doing? You ready to refill here? Yeah. 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 Right, let's go. And we're back. Nice. I am starting to fill this drink. Yeah. Yeah. With the like last drink and then walking up the stairs, I was like, ooh. Is it the stairs? Where the stairs There it is. <laughs> well, there it is. Boom. Um, so now we're on chemistry. Yes. I thought they had great chemistry. Because you said that you didn't think that Jack and Catherine meshed. Not at all. But you could see, in comparison, Melanie Griffith or Tess and Jack mesh Mm -hmm. more. I will say this, and I don't think this is... I don't think it's super related to their chemistry. And maybe this is just the way she is, uh, Tess. 
or may, like I don't know if this is what they wanted her character to be like. The how soft spoken she is mm-hmm. really bothered me. I can see that. Cause I did make a note like there was when they were eating lunch and walking outside and she says, don't yell at me. I'm like, he, he wasn't right. So I, I can completely understand that. And I think that, like you said, that's kind of like how they wanted her to be. Okay. But it did bother me as well. The first meeting that they had at that business event, though, he was killing me with his lines. <laughs> and she saw right through it, though. Oh, yeah. And I did like that a lot. They were so bad. I've been looking for you. Why? Do you know me? No, Like, what did he say? No, but I want to or something like that? Or like... I was like, no, but you will when we're done with this conversation. Like, I don't he know. He was so excited to see a woman dressed like a woman at one of these events. And yeah. not a woman pretending to be a man or something. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. But I thought he more than made up for those lines when he was fireman carrying her up three flights of stairs. And he talked to her the entire way. I loved it. I thought that was great. It was so fucking funny. Do you know what that reminded me of? Roman Holiday. The taxi. From the moment she was in the taxi to the moment he's like talking to her and trying to get her home or whatever, like... He was like, where do you live? She can't say. They end up going back to his place. Yeah. I I did really like it. And I like how he sat on that little stool. He took off her shoes and he's like talking to her. Nightcap? Coffee? No, it's too late for coffee. Herbal tea? <laughs> no, I don't have any of that. But it always sounds like a good idea. <laughs> very cute. Very like, I don't know. It was like a good shtick for him. Yeah. And I think that. I think he actually did like carry her up the stairs. Like in the interview I told you about, like they talked about how he had hurt his back in either Star Wars or Indiana Jones, like one of those two movies. So they had to be super careful of his back, but he did carry her and how they were like sure that her butt wasn't showing like as it was bent. So it actually happened. Oh my gosh. I didn't know that. Yeah. He carried her the whole way. Damn. Like, he doesn't look like a pencil, but he doesn't look, like, super buff. No. He's not like the action stars you see nowadays. Like, you take their, they take their shirt off and they're ripped with, like, these Like a Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Yeah. He was definitely, like, a normal guy build. Like, a guy in shape, but normal. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I really liked whenever she came to that meeting and she kind of, like, bashfully said... I forgot my, or I lost my briefcase. And he came and he bought her a briefcase. It was really nice. It was so cute. And I liked their talk too. She's like, what happened? And he's like, the earth moved. Yes. And all this stuff. He's like, nothing. I took your shoes off. <laughs> and But for real though, like she woke up and she was naked. And I was like, oh, Harrison Ford, what did you do? Nothing. He may have peeked. He may have peaked, yes. yes. But I, I, I did. I thought that was cute. And I don't know, like, maybe some people nowadays would be like, oh, he undressed her. But I didn't. Eh. I didn't think anything of it. I didn't either because I do think it was kind of clear that he respected her whenever he was talking to her and kind of being, co- like, awkward Yeah, with that and taking off her shoes and sitting her down. Yeah. I, I didn't have a problem with it. I hated her short hair pulled back. Oh, I liked it. 
whenever she did like the French roll yes, or whatever. It. Oh, I liked it. Okay. That's funny. I, I thought it was very nice and professional. Also, like chemistry wise, when he is getting on the elevator and he's asking for her for a date and she keeps turning them down and she says, maybe I just don't like you. And he goes, me? Nah. Right as it closes. So cute. I liked that. Like, I, we just shouldn't get involved. But like, they clearly wanted it. Like, she wanted it too. Oh, who wouldn't? Yes. He had like a little nerdy thing about him too. Like when you said he was delivering his lines and stuff, it's obviously he's not... A ladies' man. Mm, I don't know because I'm not saying I didn't like this because I loved this, but whenever he's cleaning his armpits with the water in his office and he's shirtless and he's putting a new shirt on, like the ladies behind him start clapping and he goes, you yeah. know, like he like kind of like flaunts it a little bit as a joke. Uh, yeah. I laughed really hard at that. Oh. I thought this was really good and it was so small and almost barely noticeable. Whenever she's at the meeting with them, he like they bring up coffee. Would you like some coffee? Oh, I loved that. And she like stood up for a second and then they were like, you know, like the secretary's gonna get it. I really liked that. Yeah, she got up and then turned around real fast, like, oh shit, that's not mm-hmm. me. Yeah. <coughs> I loved the wedding scene when they go together. Oh, and how he really embraced that. Yeah, He was like, man, I've never done something like this before. We're doing it. He goes to that bar and downs that tropical drink. <laughs> that, I was laughing so hard at that. He just slurps it down. And I was like, this is everything I never knew I needed. <laughs> like that umbrella drink. <laughs> Watching Harrison Ford chug this drink through a straw. So I guess there was a deleted scene there. Like, she goes to the bathroom and he comes in. Mm-hmm. Well, did you notice in one of the stalls there was a pair of white shoes? Mm-mm. So there was a pair of white shoes in one of the stalls because someone else is in there. Well, there was a deleted scene where after the bride comes in and Harrison Ford and Melanie Griffith leave, like, the girl in the white shoes comes out and tells the truth that they weren't invited. And that's why they get caught. Okay, because I kind of had a, like, I was wondering why the bride was, like, looking at them and kind of pissed because, like, Melanie Griffith, like, was being nice to her. Right. So, also, did you notice that whenever Harrison Ford came out of that stall, I love that he walked into the girls' bathroom, by the yeah. way. I thought it was hilarious. Um, He came out of the stall after he flushed the toilet and put his finger in his mouth due to that popping noise, like the, oh, he didn't wash his I hands. know. What? I did not catch that. Are you doing? Oh my gosh. I think I was too busy cringing at that wedding theme. Yeah, it's really bad. It was so insensitive. Yeah. And like, like the girl was like, it seems like we're making a political statement. And it was like, it's making a statement that you don't give a fuck about anybody. Correct. Like the men who were standing welcoming everybody. Yes. Oh, cringe. And like safari gear. You're like, mm, this is so wrong. Yeah. I didn't. And I think it. the bartender was a woman and she was wearing like a Carmen Miranda headdress with the fruit. And I was like, oh boy. Jesus. You know, the 80s. Um, <laughs> Typical rich white people. Can we talk about. The kiss on the stairs. 
we can talk about this kiss. What do you have to say about it? After their first meeting at Trask, Mm -hmm. like they drop their briefcase and kiss on the stairs of the business they just went in for at the meeting. And I have a feeling, Allison, that you loved it. I did. It's so unprofessional. Nobody's there. Wait till you get outside. Nobody's there. Hey, you heard that guy in the meeting. Mr. Trask knows everything. I didn't put that together. I do. I did notice that Mr. Trask said you can't let your Johnson make your business (laughs) decisions or whatever. And I was like, whoa. Uh, But Harrison Ford looks like such a good kisser and everything he's in whenever he kisses Leia in Star Wars like I and it always kind of looks like he's surprised to be being there at the time <laughs> like she wants to kiss her really <laughs> like you know what I mean though but after the kiss on the stairs which I thoroughly enjoyed whenever they got back to his apartment all I saw was the shoulder pads oh my god I cannot be thankful enough that we don't have shoulder pads anymore like you could just see them through that white shirt they added like an inch and a half of height to her shoulders and that was kind of like a sheer shirt Uh uh-huh and like you oh god it was it was really bad i remember i had shoulder pads and stuff and i was less than 10 hmm yeah why was that a thing i'm not quite sure why it was a thing and like as I got older in the early 90s, I remember cutting shoulder pads out. Like I did that with a Christmas sweater and mm-hmm. I regret it to this day because it really would have made the Christmas sweater that much tackier. Do you remember that family picture of me, you, Stephen with the V and our cousin and we're at grandma's house? And I'm wearing like a floral dress and I was... Is it the one where Stephen with the V is pulling your hair and you're going like... No, I don't know that picture. Oh. You'll have to take a picture of that and send it to me if you know. I don't know where it is, but I have such a clear... You know what? I think it was like a little bit before I was born. But like you're at our dad's mom's house. Okay. And you can clearly see that our brother is, like, pulling your hair in the picture and you're trying to, like, act normal. But, like, your hand is, like, <laughs> like it, it looks like you're in pain. <laughs> no, I don't know this picture. That seems like a fair assessment of what our relationship was like. <laughs> I can tell you're ruefully grinning. You're like, I don't want to smile at this, but... Mm-hmm. Yo, there is a picture of me... And it had to be in seventh or eighth grade, and I'm in a floral dress, and there's clearly shoulder pads in this dress. I feel like I can see the dress in my head. Yeah. So. I don't know. Long live the shoulder pad. Oh, so bad. Especially for, like, broad-shouldered women. Like, that's got to make it so much worse. It's not like it's comfortable. No, it's hot. And if you think about, like, when you put a purse in there, the purse just weighs down the middle. So, like, you're, it just looks more weird. Mm-hmm. Because there's, like, a little indent. Yeah. Yeah. So. What the hell were they thinking? But I agree. Like, when she, when she took that jacket off, the shoulder pads were on full display. That lingerie that she had, though, do you think it was Catherine's? Mm, no. 
because you saw her dressing up in lingerie after her surprise birthday party because Mick got that for her. And I think it was just her stuff because it fit. And mm-hmm. Catherine's would not. She didn't seem to have like as big of a chest. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why, but I was like shocked to see boobs. So was I. I'd never watched this like unedited. Yeah. Yeah. When she turned over in the bed with Jack the first time and there was a nip, I was like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I thought it was I thought it was unnecessary in both instances. Yeah, me too. Okay. Um and I think that's well, no. I was gonna say I think that's all I have for chemistry, but the end the end of the movie was very good. Well, when they're in the meeting and Catherine like comes in unexpected and Tess and Jack both make the same motion when she pretend faints. I was like, yep, there it is. They both know her so well to know it's all an act. Yeah. Oh, the ending's great. I love whenever he comes in and he sees Tess with her box and helps her pick it up. He's like, I've been trying to call you. I was just going to say that. Like, I've been trying to find you. Yeah. Like, he knows. Yeah. And he, like, I think that was necessary. Now, the original ending, did you you read the facts? (laughs) Okay. The original ending was not like this. The original ending had him not coming to her aid. Trask just decides to listen to her. And he realizes, Jack realizes that he has become a person that he doesn't want to become. So he leaves the business world. And Tess says, come find me when you find yourself. No, I like this so much better. Oh, absolutely. Because he didn't rescue her. Mm -mm. But he gave her the opportunity. He stood up for her. Yeah. It's different. I agree with you. Yes. I liked this ending a lot. I feel like it was justice for kind of every single character mm-hmm. because it seems like Jack was a decent dude mm-hmm. aside from his stupid ass lines that he used like the first time that they met. Still can't get over that. Um, But yeah, like, and then you even have that moment though where you're like, oh, Catherine was going to give her credit, but then you're like, no. No, and I didn't realize, like, until the, I didn't realize until this time watching it, and I don't know whether I was just oblivious or too young, or I just didn't take the time to analyze it, but Jack saying, no, no one's ever accused me of stealing before, I was like, oh, that's the line where she caught Catherine, like, that is the definitive line where she was like, that bitch is lying about everything. Yeah. But did you pick up on, you know, Tess went through, this was an either IMDb thing. Tess was going through all of Catherine's things in the beginning. And then when Catherine came back and Tess left her book on the bed, then Catherine starts, like, it was just a very interesting parallel. Yeah, I didn't make that connection, but I did think it was like, she screams, that slut bitch. Yeah, that was kind of funny. Um, I did, I did think that Catherine and Tess had good chemistry and that they, they showed the differences of, I guess, stations. Well, yeah. Like, 
working to get yes versus like being given yes how did you feel about cynthia and tess together i did not care for it you didn't like cynthia no i thought she was a bitch because she was urging her to get back together with mick yeah i feel like she didn't have um tess's best interest at heart and i feel like she was just like stop living in a dream world this is never gonna happen for you she did like when she was saying, "Oh, you think Mister Let's Have Lunch is gonna take you, but he's just gonna stomp on your heart." Mm-hmm. Like I dance in my underwear, but it doesn't make me Madonna or something like that. See, I didn't think that was bad to say because Tess wasn't being honest. Yeah, but at the same time, like I feel like she still had attainable goals, and Cynthia wasn't supporting them. Hmm. Yeah, I'll agree with you there. She just wasn't going about the best way to get them. Yeah. But at the end, she says you can bend the rules when you're at the top, but when you're trying to get there, you can't. I do think that that's really that was a really good mm-hmm. um, observation. Uh, I, I you know I had an issue with time. Okay. Like. How long do you think the span of this movie was? I would say three weeks at the most. Because they have the engagement party. And mm-hmm. then they get married. And then Mick has already got his business up and running. I see and what like, you're saying. It just seemed like a lot of stuff to be happening in a short time. That was my problem with it. Because I got really confused whenever they showed Cynthia and Tim. I don't know. Getting married? I was like, whoa, is this like six months in the future? Like, what's happening? So I thought that Catherine was gone for three weeks. Okay. Okay. And then maybe another one to two, but more likely one until Tess is gathering her things. Because really, are they going to keep... The secretary's things in the desk for two weeks while they wait for her. No. So maybe like a week. Okay. So maybe total a month for one Catherine leaves. Okay. Because I guess that's enough time to figure out whether you love somebody or not. I think so. Okay. Um. Now, in terms of Cynthia and what's his face's wedding happening, I don't know. Because I was gonna say, if that's is that a bridal shower? Is that a an engagement party? Can't be a bridal shower at a bar, can't can it? it? If they do with thing- dudes and men, like in the eighties, I just can't see them being enlightened enough to have like dudes at a bridal shower. Is there such a thing as like a wedding shower? Could they be doing like a joint party? I don't know. Or what if, okay, here's an idea. They went on their honeymoon right out of the church. What if that was their wedding reception? They held it before the wedding. That's a, that's an idea. That's an idea. I hate that. Like, why would you just like go on your honeymoon? Like, like everybody knows that the ceremony is the worst part of the wedding. That's how I felt at my wedding. At my wedding, I was like, I just can't wait for this to be over and we can all have fun. <laughs> I know, because I kept kicking your fucking chair because you and James wouldn't stop talking <laughs> during your wedding. Oh, don't worry. Dad told us. <laughs> or Yeah, Dad told me. Not so much James. He was like, I was so embarrassed. You were just talking the whole time. I was like, Dad, we just got married. And this was like an hour and a half long 
ceremony. That guy just loves to hear himself talk. And I was so impatient and I just wanted to get on with it. And I was starving. Read the room, dude. Read the room. Close the ceremony. Uh, All of my friends came up to me after the wedding, like at the reception being like, we thought he was like summoning a demon or doing an exorcism. It was hilarious. It's... I regret that you didn't get a video made of it because we could just play it back and laugh at him, which is kind of inappropriate. But at the same time, he's not listening to this. Don't worry. No, I think he would come exercise us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Yeah. So that's my thoughts on there. I think it was the wedding reception okay. before. I can see it. But I can understand your time problems there. Once you explain them, it got a little bit more clear. And how, like, he just got the loan for the boat. And then four weeks later, he has the boat. Yeah. And, like, he's already booked. And Doreen's checking the phones. What kind of... I mean, do you think they're, like, watching for whales? Is it a fishing charter? Is it, like... What What, what do you think he was doing? Like a party boat. Okay. That's what I thought. All right. Because there's only so many things you can do on a boat. I think you just, it's for drinking and dancing. Okay. Um, But it also leads us to believe that him and Doreen were hooking up for a long time. Do they stay together? Moment they fell in love. Damn it. Do you have one? No. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think about any of it. I actually am not going to lie. I thought it was do they stay together and I caught I forgot an entire fucking category. Uh, I mean, I would think that the moment they fell in love was the moment that they kissed on the stairs because their passion for each other just became too much. I, I, I would agree with you. I Because I was trying to think of something before they, they kissed. I was like, okay, well, maybe they... But I don't think they got enough screen time. But you know what? I'm going to take that back. I think his is when they kissed. I think hers is when they're working at his desk and he's smoking that stupid oh. cigar. And she's just staring at him. Yeah. I think that's it for her and his is the kiss. Okay, I I can really see that because she's a little bit more guarded, mm-hmm. as she should be because he's seeing another woman. But she doesn't know that then. No. And that's what kind of bites her in the ass. She's going to tell him the truth after they had sex, which is smart. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to think through want to tell a guy something. You want to get a little something, something. Yeah. Um. But then she finds out about Catherine. Yeah, she, like, whatever you hear, like, as soon as she starts saying, like, I was going to tell her, like, a couple of weeks ago, we were supposed to go away, you're like, this is Catherine, and then broke her leg during a skiing accident, you're like, yep, it's just another layer. It is not a good thing, guys. Just, she couldn't be honest and do what she was doing. No. And she knew it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's true. Would he have listened to her? No. Mm-hmm. Not at all. I am a little... Su- I don't know. I was going to say I'm a little surprised he didn't dig into her background at that company. Because there's some kind of, like, internet search that she did on him. Do you remember that? Like, she has all of his information put into the computer. And it says like John Trainer Jack and it was like divorced no kids. I'm like, what kind of program 
did she use? Because the internet wasn't invented then. <laughs> it was like just military. <laughs> I don't know. The computers at that time are just so embarrassing. I love it because I can remember going over to my best friend's house at that time and she had like the Will of Fortune game and it was just green, yellow, and white. And you could hear like that. Yes. That was the clapping sound. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, oh my God, this is so advanced. I wish I had a computer in my house. Just like whenever you look at the older computers and you see how big the ass end of the computer is, Mm -hmm. like the monitor, not the computer, but like the monitor. Yeah. Yeah. How far we've come. So quickly too. Yeah. World's changing. Global society. Here we come. Here we are. We're there. Um. So the moment they fell in love, do they stay together? Yes, I agree. I, I think they do stay together. I think they're old enough to know what they want and who each other are. Mm-hmm. Even though she kind of lied to him at first, I think he made peace with it. I don't think that's a terrible lie. Like it's not like they lie. I. I don't know. I feel like she rationalized why she did what she did in such a way that you can see why she had to do it. Okay. Now, say that happened, and then Trask wasn't so understanding, and Jack lost his job. Do you see things ending up the way they ended up? If they had the connection that they did, I don't see it ending like this particular way, but I do see them like still being together. Okay. Because you can't. It's true love. It's true love. It's true love. You just can't throw it away. Nope. (sighs) Iconic scene. Tough. I say the wedding scene. There's so many iconic scenes here. The bathroom and the wedding. Um, so that's a good one. I really liked it. I'm going to go when they're at that business meeting and their heads are in their hands and Catherine's kind of between them. Okay. That's what my iconic scene would be because everything's like coming to the forefront. But I do like the wedding scene. Mm -hmm. I really like the end scene when they're in the kitchen together, like getting ready. And it's just so orchestrated like they're working well together yeah which is why if there wasn't that scene i don't know if i would have said that they stayed together like i think that tiny one minute scene was so important Mm. he got her the lunchbox he packed it he's so cute like here's some lunch money here's an apple for the teacher on your first day now here's the thing about that that i think about And I thought about it like before we've had this conversation. So she was starting her new job on Monday, right? Mm -hmm. So we can assume that that meeting was on Friday. Mm -hmm. So did they move together? Because she didn't have a place to live. I thought about that too. Because that's really sudden. It is. But I don't know. Do we chalk it up to like when you know, you know, she moved in? Sure. Maybe it's like she's kind of homeless right now. She's just needs a place to stay. I don't know. Right. 
But they were obviously cohabitating. Yes. And it seemed like... Before marriage, it's just wrong? I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm totally kidding. (laughs) Me and you are in a lot of trouble then. Everybody is. Everybody in our family cohabitated. Mom and dad did. Did they? Yes. I don't know if you know this, but... um, I know mom was pregnant when they got married. Yeah. Right. Because they got married in April. They had... Our brother in November. The math isn't right. It was just really early. <laughs> Super premature. <laughs> Explains so much. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I'm pretty sure dad and mom lived together like before they got married. And I know our brother and his wife did. Absolutely. Obviously. Like, James and I, like, we're living together, like, six months into our relationship. Well, I let, well, well, yeah. I lived with Bernard for a year before we got engaged. I feel like you just always got to give it a test drive. Give it a go. See if it works. I think it's important. Um, Is that it? Iconic scene we did? Mm-hmm. Wait, did I give my iconic scene? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Couldn't remember. This drink. I know. It's a heavy hitter, but it is very good. It's good. I really normally don't like dessert. Like, because I would classify this as like a desserty drink. Well, it's like it's mainly coffee, but you do taste cream. Yes. So I would classify it as a coffee drink, a a dessert drink as well. Sorry. It's okay. So, final thoughts. I did have a couple based. Did you? I have one really big final thought. Okay. How the fuck did this win Oscars for soundtrack? Oh, Carly Simon apparently was huge. Hated it. Let the river run. The worst part of the movie for me. Every single time it played, I was like, what the fuck is this? Okay. Now, they were really contemplating doing Witchy Woman instead, which I feel like would have been worse. I love that. Witchy Woman. It wouldn't have fit. No, it wouldn't have fit. Also, this was so bad. I hated it. Like, James came in at the tail end, and he watched the last 20 minutes of the movie, and whenever the song started, and he's like, what is this? <laughs> I was like, I've been asking myself the same question. <laughs> and then I w- looked up that the songs won, like, Oscars and shit, and I was like, what? Yeah? Like, what? It's the 80s, baby. Weird. Um, Did you... So... In the surprise party, they were hiding in the bathroom. David Duchovny's in there. So I totally missed that. Okay. I went back and rewinded and like paused on his face just to make sure. And it is him. (laughs) Just in case they're lying. (laughs) Just in case they're lying. It's totally him. Yeah. So, yeah, David Duchovny. Um... I wrote down that Harrison Ford talking to, like, taking care of her when she's passed out is a common rom-com trope, but I can't think of any other movies that happen. No, 10 Things I Hate About You, it happens in. 
Yes. Like, guys typically take care of the girls when they drink too much. Roman Holiday, although she wasn't drinking, she was just yeah. given a sedative. Right. But um, the, at some point, the guy takes care of the girl. Oh, and then Crazy Stupid Love, where the guy gets too drunk and she tucks mm-hmm. him in. True. I agree with you. Um... Yeah. Oh, you know what I wanted to say? This movie also reminded me of Maiden Manhattan. I've never watched it. It's a good one. Okay. It's like super cheesy, but it's a good one. So I won't give anything else away. I was going to say I don't like J-Lo, but I love The Wedding Planner. So Same. I can't. I don't like J-Lo either, but I love The Wedding Planner and I do like Maiden Manhattan. Okay. Did you watch Hustlers? Is it Hustlers or Hustle? Don't know, but I know what you're talking about, and I didn't watch it. Okay. Um, so I, I think the thing about JLo that really bothers me, that that's like really the icing on the cake, is her pose. A Rod. Yeah, I don't like him either. But her pose, like she doesn't smile. She just mm. has like that open mouth, like, ugh. like it looks like she's like sighing, but like mad about it. <laughs> like <laughs> I need more breath, but I don't want to need it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So weird. Like, just fucking smile. Be like a normal person. She's being sultry. We wouldn't know because it doesn't work for us. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My angry breath. (sighs) Just and she is slightly squinty. Yes. Yeah. No, I hate it. It makes me angry. Maybe it's jealousy. Could be. Because she doesn't age. She doesn't. And we clearly do. Hey. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Relax. <laughs> Relax. Uh, no. The aging, it's a problem. It sucks. Yeah. Hitting 40 is no fun, guys. Although Allison's 10 years away. Um, Jack was whisper whistling if I only had a brain. Missed that. Okay. I read this in the IMDb facts. So I'm not taking credit for it. So after they meet with Trask and after they slept together, he's bringing in the Chinese and he's whispering if I only had a brain, which if you think about Tess has a brain, but she needed the courage to do something about it. But by the end, she found a heart. So it kind of like mimics the journey there. I did like him getting the Chinese food in a blanket. Mm -hmm. Like I would never do that. An odd blanket. At least put on a robe, dude. Okay, and then originally at the end, Tess's assistant was a boy. I would have liked that better, but I did like how Tess sat in that cubicle and it wasn't really her office. (gasps) Who's that coming down the stairs? Do you want to say hi and talk into the microphone? No. Do you want to come give her a hug? Do you want to give me a hug? Yeah. Here she comes. Big three-year-old girl giving her aunt a hug. Come here. Come on. It's okay. Hi. I missed you. Did you have a good nap? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are you sure you don't want to just say hi in here? Okay. 
We'll be up in a couple minutes, okay, baby doll? Okay. okay. <laughs> the sweatpants are too short. They're two tees. Just cut them off like you do with her other pajamas. Make them pajamas. Like jorts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Will do. Good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, yeah, the last scene was really good. The secretary, did you pick up the secretary when she was in the office with her feet up talking on the phone? It was she, like Tess. Yes. But she was also talking about her old boss. I did not pick up on that. And I, I, this is the first time I think because of subtitles. Hello, if you're not watching things with subtitles, you could. Yeah. She talks about like, I just hope it's not a semi-terrorist, like the last one and something human would be nice. And you're like, oh, she's talking about our old boss. I do love, like, I expect you to call me Tess and I don't expect you to get me coffee unless you're getting some for yourself. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really good and really fair. And it seemed like everyone really liked Tess in the mm-hmm. movie. Like all the other assistants like would flock to her. Mm-hmm. Like they they just really appreciated her as a human being. And I thought that said a lot about her character. But I did love it it's kind of like my one thing. Like, and I know we've talked about it when they're in bed and like Catherine calls Jack on the phone and when she's about to tell him the truth. And it's the oh shit moment when you realized you fucked your boss's boyfriend while lying about who you are. And it's like, just don't do that. Yeah, that's a lot of things that you shouldn't do. Yeah. Just don't do that. Don't do that. Don't fuck your boss's boyfriend. (laughs) And don't lie about it. (laughs) Don't pretend that you're your boss. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I did really enjoy this movie. Out of martini glasses, I would probably give it a four because I needed more calm. I was with my rom. I was going to give it, give it a 4.5 because of that same reason though. Mm-hmm. More comedy to go with it. Mm-hmm. I think Harrison Ford was the comedy. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it would have come across if anybody else played his character. Now, will you watch this again? Yeah. Okay. I don't have to ask you because I knew you will. It's just, it's like a comfort movie for me. I just love it so much. Mm-hmm. And I, I like watched half one day and half the next. And when I finished my first half, that's when I texted you, OMG, I love this movie. Like, I just love it. Yeah, it is a very good movie. I liked it a lot. What's our next movie going to be? I don't know. You have to pick one that I haven't seen. Oh, shit. One thing I forgot to mention. Yeah. When reading the facts, I saw this thing about this movie Roar. Have you heard about it? Okay. So, you know, Tippi Hedren, who Mm -hmm. played in The Birds, is Melanie Mm -hmm. Griffith's mom. Mm -hmm. Well, apparently she had married a director. So, for like four to five years of Melanie Griffith's youth, they lived in Africa with a bunch of wildcats while her stepfather shot a movie about it. That's insane. And the tagline for the movie is, none of the animals in this movie were harmed, but 70 people were. (laughs) So Melanie Griffith needed plastic surgery because she was mauled at, I think, like age 14 because of this movie. Like a baby lion like mauled her face or something. Oh, my God. And there's an Animal Planet documentary called The Most Dangerous Movie Ever Filmed. And now I'm so interested in this. That's crazy. Right. That's insane. So I know nothing else about this movie, but I am going to look at it and see what it's all about. Okay. 
Maybe I'll watch it too. So anyway, next movie, you have to pick something I haven't seen. Yeah, it's in my planner and that's at my house. So we'll just say it's going to be a more recent one than Working Girl. A lot like Love. A lot like Love. I think that's a good one. Okay. Yeah. So probably that one. All right. Sounds good. All right. Until then, rate, review, subscribe. Please. Uh, um, Instagram is at Toasty Romcoms. Twitter is at a Toasty Romcoms. Any comments, movie suggestions? I did get a movie suggestion from. Ooh. Is this a random movie suggestion? Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's a holiday one. Oh, the holiday from Netflix. Yes, but I just want to give the person who suggested it credit. Ava E. Dixon on Instagram commented for Christmas, you should try the holiday on Netflix, which I think we'll definitely keep in mind. Absolutely. We'll probably at, like just straight up end up doing it because it looks good. Right. And it's only about like two weeks ago away. Yeah. So we'll probably have to do- <laughs> yeah. start doing Christmas movies for next. sure. Um, so, but if you guys have any kind of things that you want to email us to- or excuse me, Toast to romcoms at gmail.com. Um, you know, send us your thoughts. Anything you would want us to do, anything like drinks you want us to try, even, I'd be game for that. Absolutely. I would love to hear any comments. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's on Apple reviews, through email, Insta, Twitter, whatever, just let us know your your thoughts and your general feelings. Yeah um gear up for thanksgiving guys please be safe we talked about it during halloween but since then we've seen a really huge upsurge of covid cases so please 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 be safe it's so fucking hard it really is it's so hard but please mentally physically i want to say mostly mentally though mostly mentally yeah just keep it going wear masks sanitize wash your hands don't breathe on other people and just be a decent human being well be safe um enjoy the holidays as much as you can spread as much holiday cheer during the covid crisis Mm -hmm. and be happy take time for yourself yeah self-care and uh watch up drink up and cheers. cheers